Hello and welcome to the Learn Chinese Insights Podcast, brought to you by ChineseLearnOnline.com, your progressive online Mandarin course. In each episode, I interview someone who has learned Chinese as a second language to find out how they learned it and, more importantly, what they're doing with it these days. In this episode, I'm happy to have Steve Eigelhart. Steve, before we begin, can you give us a short introduction in Chinese and then we'll go from there? 嗯，可以啊。喂，你好，我是那个Steve。I got So you said you came here from San Francisco? Yeah, that's right. In 1988, long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah, and of course, here is being uh, Taiwan. So what brought you here in the first place? <laughs> well, I wanted to learn Chinese and uh, want an adventure. Okay. Now, yeah. back, now, obviously, in these days, learning Chinese is in vogue. Everyone wants to do it. Was it the same back then? Like, was it a common <laughs> pursuit? No, it was, it was um, peculiar at best. So it was what a, made stra- you a strange, 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 strange thing for people. Uh, it was interesting because, you know, there's a large, um, at that time, it was a large uh, Chinese, Taiwanese population, Hong Kong, mm-hmm. Hong Kongers as such in uh, San Francisco. So, you know, in uh, high school, I got involved with uh, some of my classmates from, from uh, Chinese-speaking countries, and uh, we learned a little Mandarin in high school. And uh, I wanted to come out to see what it was like to live out here for a couple of years. So at that time, Taiwan must have been the only option? Like, was it easy to get uh, into China? Ta- Taiwan was, you could study Chinese in China, but it, at that time, I think it was something like $10,000 oh. a year to study, mm-hmm. 1988. But to learn Mandarin in Taiwan was something like $2,000. Okay. So, <laughs> so you can figure out what I did. Sure, of course. Yeah. All right. So when you first came here, so you enrolled as a student in a local school. Yeah, enrolled in a student as a student, and um, I actually what happened was when I got off the airplane, I went to the um, Tiac, the uh, Youth Activity Center, and uh, I got my room. I walked upstairs, and there was a guy there, um, my first roommate, Carl. He was reading a newspaper, and I said, hey, buddy, where can I uh, learn Mandarin? So he cracked open the newspaper, turned the page, and he said, uh, you can go to uh, Taipei Main Station. There are a lot of Bushibans there. Mm-hmm. I said, what is a Bushiban? <laughs> it's a cram school. So he took me the next day to the cram school to enroll me in Chinese class. Wow. So when you came here, you really had no idea what you're going to be doing or no plans or anything? Mm, I wanted to learn Chinese and I wanted to <laughs> <laughs> enjoy my life. So but I guess, yeah. I figured, yeah, that was my plan. My plan was to move forward. Yeah, but I guess back then there's no internet and there's nothing really there to do any research. Huh? There was, I mean, no, there was no, <laughs> no, I mean, the library. Right. <laughs> there yeah. was no, there's nothing like what we have now. No smartphones, nothing. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I actually saw the um, one of the first guys who did a um, digital um, translating this translating machine that spoke. Mm-hmm. He was programming it. 
Oh. So that, that was interesting. So it was a long time ago. <laughs> I guess so. Many moons, many moons. Sure. All right. So then you enrolled in that first class, and are you happy with your progress there? Yeah, it was it was good. It was it was it was quite interesting. Um, yeah, it was it was quite interesting. We learned um, uh, Bopomofo. Okay. And uh, that was before they we they used a pinging system. Wow. They had Bopomofo. They had Well Giles system. They had the Yell system. The some other systems. The whole it was a mess. <laughs> it was really difficult to learn Chinese back then because there was no accurate way of teaching us. Sure. So we were all experimental. Hmm. And you know. so how many students were in this class? Do you remember? We must have had about five students, maybe. Five okay. or eight. And they were just from different parts of the world? Oh, France, oh. UK, all right. Japan, so, everywhere. So, And then this class also taught characters everything? They taught characters. They taught reading. They taught... um more bopomofo and he taught some culture too okay now uh so how long did you do this class for Ooh, i went to that school it must have been it was at taipei main station mm -hmm. um i went to that school for a good we'll say nine months okay now nine now months. these days if you go to pretty much any school here they all use the same a uh, book that's uh, government authorized. Is that was that how it was there, or could each place teach their own thing? Actually, we use the um, the Shida Guoyu Huihua Yi book. So that's Shida Mandarin uh, um, Mandarin Conversation One book, and okay. it was a little small green book. It's a it's like um, probably like the size of a Bible. But, okay. Uh, double the thickness. <laughs> really small, funny, odd-looking shaped book. Okay. And now they use something different. Yeah. Yeah. The, I don't think the content has changed much. Even in the okay. today. So, so do they still use the same book? It's not the same book, but it's also by Sida. And I mean, they updated okay. every few years, but some okay. of the info looks a bit outdated. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, all right. So you said you were there for nine months, and what happened after yeah. nine months? And then I went to, I took a, um, a vacation mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, hung out a little bit. Then I went back to school. So was your plan at that point, you thought, okay, I'm going to learn Chinese. And then what did you plan to do with this Chinese? There was no plan. The <laughs> ultimate goal was to learn Chinese. <laughs> but my original plan, what I what I told my, uh, told my family was uh, that I was going to come out here, stay for two years, learn Chinese, and then go back to uh, university and uh, start university, Chinese major in San Francisco. Wow. I said, because, you know, it would be easier because I would already master the language, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it would be a snap. Okay. So what that changed your mind? That did not happen, <laughs> actually, because I met some uh, other um, other uh uh, foreign nationals okay. who actually went to university here. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine, John, he went to university here, went to uh, Taida. Okay. And then um, another uh, young lady I knew, she went to Chengzhi uh, Dastria, okay. National Chengzhi University. And I said, if these people can do it, maybe I should give it a stab. 
Oh, to just go to a local university? To, to go, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and that, that was a challenge. Boy, it was a challenge. Okay, so explain that. Well, at that time, there weren't that many. There weren't. University was difficult to get into. Mm-hmm. So all of my classmates were really super, um, you know, intelligent. Okay. Okay. And, and, uh, my, you know, two and a half years of, uh, Mandarin learning, mm-hmm. mostly conversational, could not compare to their, uh, 18, 19 years right. of hardcore, uh, Taiwanese, uh, strenuous education. Now, this is a degree in Chinese? No, this was a degree in um, uh, Oriental languages. Oh, which was okay. written on my with the emphasis on uh, Japanese language, literature, and culture. Okay. Yeah. So you had to catch up very quickly. I had to catch up quickly. I had to uh, learn uh, Japanese simultaneously. Oh, wow. And uh, I picked up some Taiwanese. And it, it was it was a great experience. It's one of the one of the um, most challenging experiences uh, in my life. Uh-huh. But you got through it. I did get through it. Oh, okay. I did get through. All right. So once you you finished your university degree, what what did you do next? The first thing I did was I went to uh, look for a job. Mm-hmm. So I went to. <laughs> I went to uh, I went to a um a uh, English school. Okay. And I wanted to apply for a job and they were so uh, fascinated that I that I had a um degree from a Taiwanese <laughs> university. Uh-huh. So they took it to the Board of Education to verify it before I even signed any um contract or anything to make sure that you know it oh. was authentic because they were so so shocked right <laughs> it would have been more believable if it was a foreign university exactly <laughs> so, <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a challenge that, that was something interesting that uh, actually happened to me so you weren't looking for a job that used any of those new skills you had or anything Ah, no, I mean, I have been in the, this is, you know, after, you know, five years of uh, university okay. and, you know, how many, two and a half years of Mandarin uh, learning and a year of, you know, fooling around in between mixed mm-hmm. in Mandarin learning. That's, you know, it's just pushing up on, uh, pushing up on, <laughs> What is that? Eight and a half years, almost nine years. Oh, so, so you wanted to take a break from all that. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to get a job to, so I didn't have to, you know, scrounge around for money or anything. Sure. I just wanted the first thing I could find. So that that was that was what started me off. Okay. And I worked there for about a year. Mm-hmm. And um, a friend of mine told me he said, ah, you know, uh, you should do business. Business is interesting. And I was like, uh, okay, but I don't understand how to do business. I know nothing about business. So he's like, okay, you can follow me around for six months. Wow. Not show you. So what was he doing? He was doing uh, business. He did some sort of electronic business. I'm not exactly sure. Okay. I didn't, I didn't really quite, <laughs> quite, I, I, cause he didn't really handle the business himself. Okay. He would 
teach me different stories and tell me different lessons of, you know, how to do business and under what circumstances and what to do and what not to do and how to speak to people. So did you find this helpful? Uh, yeah, it was helpful to start off. Yes, it was helpful. Now, what after did, a while, after what did a while, he, yeah, sorry, go ahead. After a while, you grow your own, you know, business sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was quite helpful. So he was just doing this out of charity or did he hope to get something out of this? I actually, um, uh, tutored his son and his oh. daughter for, for, I don't know how many years, for a long time. Oh, so this my, is a Taiwanese guy. Ta- yeah, Taiwanese guy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, so I, I, you know, tutored his, his kids and, uh, he said, okay, then, you know, you're a good guy. You should do business. So, so all he, his, his business was conducted in Chinese. Everything was done in Chinese. Oh, okay. The whole thing was done in Chinese. So, you know, it was because I didn't learn business in school, so it's a different subject. So I had to, you know, learn the words, figure out what to do, Mm. sit on meetings, you know. But I didn't say anything. I just had to watch. Right. Because I was never involved with his business. Okay. He just showed me how to run a business. Now, as you watched all this, was there anything that you found different from Western culture of how they did business? I had never done business in a Western setting before, so I don't know. Because when I came here, I was, you know, fresh out of high school, right? So there was no way I could have known. No, I did not know. All right. So what did you do after that? After that... um, I actually, uh, I actually started doing some business. So as you were watching him, you started to think, "Hey, this is something I could do." Yeah, I actually started doing some business. We actually um, imported um, some vitamins from um, Germany. So when you say we, who who else was involved? Me and the people who I hired to work for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you imported vitamins from Germany. And uh, we started to uh, sell them, put them in stores, and uh, because we had a business license, we were able to do that. Okay. And how did you find that process? Was it easy to do or challenging or what? At that time, um, it was it was it was it was fun. The business wasn't a huge success. It wasn't a failure, but it was a business, and it was a. It was a um, a catalyst to understand how to deal with large corporations when you're not a large corporation. Hmm. Okay, and so if you were um, if you're a, a Steve and you go see a it could be a XYZ um, uh, drugstore. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of the big you know a C or a W or whatever drugstore that there is in Taiwan. So you go see them, you talk to them, you speak to them, and then you uh, sell something to them. And you mm. place your goods in their stores. When you walk in as a non-Taiwanese person, are, do they treat you the same as they would treat a Taiwanese person? Or is there does that oh, no. they, factor they totally, in? At, the, at that time, uh, they totally freaked out. This is before <laughs> 2000. They totally freaked out. They didn't know what to do. Uh-huh. They lost their minds. So what? What? So that's why I had somebody to call on uh-huh. my behalf. 
because if you call and you you know you you're you're you have a, a, a bit of a foreign accent yeah you know and, and you're young they think you probably are some sort of crook right they think why in the world would you want to sell vitamins to us mm-hmm. you know and where did you get this idea from but i mean if the vitamins are imported doesn't that add some authenticity if they think you're German and these are your vitamins? Is there anything like that? No. No. <laughs> not, not, in, not in Taiwan 1989. 19, no, okay. no, no, sorry. 1998. No, it didn't, it didn't do anything. It just made them more nervous. Okay, and they were enough. trying to figure out, you know, why would you... Where, where did this? Where does this come from? Do you sure. have your, you know, your import papers? Do you have this? Do you have that? And we had everything, everything that we possibly could have, we had, and we showed it to them. And you know, after a while, you know, we had a uh, some business going on. Okay. But the thing is, this is Taiwan, not mainland China. We're speaking of, mm-hmm. so the market is small. And at that time, people who took supplements, it's a niche market, a very small market. So, you know, you only could grow as large as your customer base could swallow their vitamins. Sure. And probably a packet a month, you know, you do maybe, I don't know, a thousand bottles in a month, maybe at most, Mm -hmm. and you would have a little business. Right. It would be a business to put yourself better than, you know, uh, uh, teaching English or something like that. It just, you know, it, it sets you off differently. So this concludes the first half of this episode with Steve. Um, in our next episode, uh, we'll continue his journey finding out what his next business was uh, after this one. So join us next week for the second part of this episode with Steve Eigelhart. <laughs>